Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I have Helen Toes with me and I am excited to talk about the power of intent with her and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks. We engage with leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations to awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. You can help us get the word out by liking, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Now, enjoy the conversation. All right, so I'm back with Helen Toes, and I just thank you, Helen, for being on here. I truly honor you and bless you because you uh, have always been with us. Uh, you know, I just appreciate whenever you're on. You're just a very honoring person, and uh, so I just appreciate that about you. So thank you for being on here with us. Well, it's my pleasure, and I truly do from my heart honor uh, both you and Adina. You're very special. Well, Helen, uh, the last time we had you on, you were sharing about your children's book. And um, this time, obviously, we got the title up there, Power of Intent. And I know you've been working in your groups uh, with the idea of the power of intent. Um, but before we get started, go ahead and give a little bit of background for those who haven't uh, seen your other show. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you're at today. Wow. <clears throat> um, I really hate talking about myself. Uh, and I just really and truly, but thank you. Uh, last time I was on, I was on as a children's author and I found it very awkward because I don't think of myself as a, um, an author of children's books, but I do love to do that and do have three books, um, that, uh, uh people have graciously smiled and, and received. So, uh, it's been, it's been really good. Basically, my husband and I for 26 years have led small groups and we have morphed with the with the years, uh, you know, gone uh, 26 years is a, a long time, but I started 26 years before that. So over 50 years and uh, uh, and it's been a journey. And uh, as I call them waves of the spirit that, you know, you go through the word of faith movement and through the Jesus movement. Yeah charismatic, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, God's always on the move, isn't he? And yeah. uh, one of my greatest desires was not to miss anything that he's doing. And so I, I prayed one day and I said, Lord, uh, I really don't want to miss anything. I don't want to, and I call them waves. I don't want to miss a wave of your spirit. And uh, I felt his smile on that. And, and his answer was, uh, just become as the wave. And that spoke to me so dearly because he, you know, that's called relationship, right? And, yeah. and you won't miss anything in relationship. Yours might not be the same as somebody else's. And so we've landed in this place, uh, which has different terms, new age, third day, uh, kingdom age, all of that. And yeah. Uh, there's just a now time happening that people are very excited about. We've, we, we feel the shifts. We feel the intimacy more. We feel uh, that our life in, in the spirit is greater and greater and, and more challenging. It's really, yeah, but more beautiful. Yeah. Well, and, and we talked a little bit, I would just mentioned going with the flow of things because um, you know, you, just understanding that we we may not understand the things that are coming out of it at us 
uh, and sometimes out of us. <laughs> but uh, but we we do want to um, you know learn to to flow with it because there's going to be so many different things coming from so many different people. It can be confusing, and if we try to grab on and want to make sense of it all. Uh, we're going to have a hard time. I think it's going to be very challenging if we're trying to do that versus just going what resonates with our spirit and, 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 and leading with that and being comfortable to just stay in that lane, you know, where your spirit is resonating and not feel like, you know, don't get that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Um, but just be comfortable with who you are and who God has created you to be and, and to go in that flow. Yeah. So, so totally. um, go ahead. No, and I also uh, in, in this in this journey, just to uh, add to what you just said, um, we can drop the fear of being wrong and or being a, a, afraid of doing something wrong, because we serve such a mighty uh, God who is our dearest dearest uh, Father, and He protects us. Even if you do something yeah. wrong, He'll take you and move you to where you need to be so we can make mistakes with confidence. Right. Exactly. I love that. Make mistakes with confidence. Um, you know, that's one of the things that we keep trying to get across to people is that, you know, if you have a relationship with Yahweh, with Father, Yeshua, Holy Spirit, um, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We don't have to be so fearful like we used to be of being deceived. We do want to use discernment. But uh, we don't have to worry about being so deceived that we're going to lose our salvation. That was always the concern, that we'd get so conceived or deceived that uh, we would, uh, you know, get off track so badly that there was no way God could save us. <laughs> and, <laughs> but to get past that and realize, no, if your heart is for him and that's where you're headed, um, yeah. then if you get off track, he'll, he'll bring you back. You can trust in that. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, uh, you just said if your heart is right, and and uh, because this is about about intention and intent, um, I'd like to start there because yeah. okay, you know, we get up in the morning and we have a lot of intentions, right? We intend to make tea before we start our day or coffee. Uh, we intend to read our Bible. We intend to make breakfast, shower, whatever. Those are intentions. Those are our intentions. Yeah. So what's the difference then? Why would we have a why would we have a program on intent and intentions when we have them all the time? And <laughs> what, really, when I and so uh, about a year ago, well over a year ago now, with one of our groups, we uh, uh, I found this book by by uh, Lynn McTaggart, which is the power. It's called The Power of Eight, and it's all about intention. Yeah. yeah. And it's a mode of prayer uh, that uh, she teaches. And it's an, it's an amazing book. I recommend it uh, because this is where we sort of launched off of. Um, and But but I, I took the material in there and modified it to a language that uh, helped people a little bit more because we still have people that are saying things like when there's something new, well, where is Jesus? Where is God in this? Where you know, and if the yeah. language doesn't match um, the the language you're familiar with, it's easy to put up roadblocks. But yes. uh, what she was teaching was so uh, stellar, really, scientifically speaking as well as spiritually speaking, uh, that we thought, okay, we're going to give this this a try and see what it looks like. But I don't want to start there because uh, before that, 
um, what God had on my heart to to teach and to encourage, mainly myself, because I won't teach something that I haven't lived. And so it's got to st sort of stand the test of time for me, then uh, with with our group, and then it you know we've made it ours. And yeah. one of the things was to understand the importance of our heart, our heart, because you can have an intention from your head that you're going to get out of bed and brush your teeth, but that's not coming from your heart. And so when we're intending for something um, in prayer, for instance, when I when I hold you and Adina in my heart, we use that term a lot, don't we? Right. Uh, holding mm -hmm. you in my heart. Uh, the intention then needs to come from our heart, not from yeah. our head, because I may know a lot about you or not, uh, or I may just think I know and, and think I want to pray like we did in the old days, uh, God, uh, get Gil to do this, you know, right. <laughs> as our holy father. And, uh, uh, and, and we find out that that just doesn't work, hasn't worked, doesn't yeah. And so learning then that our heart has such power and has more power than our just our, our thinking, realize that if we are going to have an intention for something that is of significance, it has to come from our heart, not from our just not just from our head. Yeah. And so uh, what we did then was we started taking a look at some of the studies out of the Institute of Heart Math and in particular, heart-brain coherence. And, and so we learned uh, a few um, methods, uh, and not just methods, but reasons why it is so important to have your heart in a place of compassion and a place of love before we do anything, before yeah. we pray, before we come together, before, like, isn't that how we really want to live? Right. But I... What really bothers me, what bothered me is I would hear the testimonies, you know, in, in, uh, in, for instance, Nancy Cohen, when she gives her testimony about going into a primitive tribes and into very dangerous situations, into cultures that she's, she is not, that are really are dangerous. If you don't go in there, number one, knowing that uh, Yahweh is, is God and he sent you there. And if you don't do it in love, then you're you're just a human doing. Right. You're just yeah. doing. But going in love makes all the difference. Then there's it a does. Power. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so much of that going on today where, um, you, you know, even still where there are so many of us that are, you know, doing our best to shift with father into this new age and, and to walk out, you know, kingdom age or whatever you want to call it, um, that, you know, honestly, the vast majority of the world is still living from that place of uh, just doing, doing, doing and not really working first to get centered in Yeshua in love before yeah. we go and do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and so uh, what are, what we, we started to do was, was <clears throat> looked at uh, the heart brain coherence out of Institute of heart math. And it's essentially just a method of, of centering yourself uh, to your heart space, slowing your breathing and, and purposefully feeling compassion and gratitude and scientifically I, I i mean i could take us through the steps now but this is we don't really have a lot of time for that uh, 
but you can go to HeartMath and, and learn this. With, in minutes, you actually set your heart and brain into coherence that changes not just one or two things, but it changes everything. But it especially uh, positions you into a place where your body's relaxed, your mind is relaxed, you're actually sending signals to your, your brain that, um, that uh, your heart has a, a greater capacity and is, is 10 times more 10 times, 10,000 times more powerful than your brain. So we have this heart now in, in the process of going into an intention, but we, we set our hearts with such purpose. When we set our hearts with purpose and compassion and love, then our brain starts to trigger um, the hormones and the uh, it boosts your immune system, uh, triggers anti-aging, brings peace to you. It's actually intuitive. It starts a hyper, super intuitive process, but it can only do that when it's in coherence, when it's in that point. Um, so one. And so um, in our, in our quest for, for um, intimacy, really, we, we wanted to, everything we wanted to do was to know the Lord more and better, know God face to face and, and just be at peace in the process. So that was the first thing that we identified. And now it's become sort of uh, started as a joke because I'd ask everybody, so how many of you have done your heart brain coherence uh, breathing techniques? And now, and at first people, you know, sort of blush and no, I didn't. But now, you know what, it's become where we want to live. We want to live out of yeah. love. We want to live out of compassion. So good. And <laughs> when you find out that when you you do a simple exercise like this to uh, establish your your heart and brain into that coherence, it actually has a measurable effect. Scientifically, it's been shown. But that's not what this this um, uh, today is about. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, go ahead. I I, I'm thinking, I, I don't know how much time we will wind up having. I mean, we're, we're already a quarter way through the hour, but um, at the same time, I'm kind of wondering if we don't have time, if, if we would have time to do an activation at the end. Because um, I know that how powerful this is. We actually, uh, the last two immersion retreats that we held, we engaged in intent, you know, specifically with, from, you know, the teachings and so forth uh, uh, from the Power of Eight and just you know, really walked through that and applied it to some people in the group. Uh, so it was it was really good. So I, I love what you're sharing because you um, have, have got a lot of details in this that I think people need to hear. Well, do you want to do it? It takes like five minutes. Do you, do you want to do the heart? I think it would be good. I think people would love to engage because I, I, I love what you're doing. You're a great teacher. You're sharing some things that are very important to people. And uh, that's the one thing usually missing is the activation. Okay. Well, all right. Then um, for, <laughs> for, our, for our viewers, I'm, uh, how about uh, just for the next few minutes, if you'll just uh, listen to my voice. So let's just quiet, quiet ourselves down and get in a comfortable place. Like wherever you are listening to this, unless you're driving, don't, don't try it when you're driving. Uh, right, heavy right. machinery. But get in a comfortable place, sitting or laying down, it doesn't matter. Just the first thing is let your body relax. 
and the and and so the number one thing is to create a heart focus allow your awareness to move from your heart from your mind to the area of your heart and do that however whenever you're comfortable and one of the things is to touch the area of your heart in however that's comfortable um whether you put your hand on 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 your heart whether you use a prayer uh, mode you put your hands together however that's comfortable but because that signals um uh, or sends a signal to your heart that a shift has taken place and you're no longer engaged in the world around you and now you're becoming aware of the world within you so the second thing we do is in this in this place you're safe going to begin to breathe just slow your breathing begin to breathe slowly with purpose take four to six seconds inhale four to six seconds exhale and do whatever's comfortable for you this isn't a have to this isn't a it's not about the seconds it's about a rhythm it's about getting those uh, that breathing into a rhythm. Five seconds in, five seconds out. And then you just stay there. Stay there until you relax, till it becomes rhythmic, <clears throat> till it becomes peaceful. Should any thoughts that might disturb you right now come into your, your uh, mind, your thinking, don't want you to forget about them but it's not the time for them so what i do is i i imagine there's a box sitting beside me and i just put those thoughts into that box they're there not going anywhere you can deal with them later or not deal with them but this isn't the time continue deep slow rhythmic breathing because this will signal your body it's safe and in a place to support the process it stimulates the response of the nervous system to create the relaxation response. Now, the third step is just to allow a feeling. Deliberately create a sincere feeling, feeling of caring, of appreciation, gratitude or compassion for anything or anyone. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's that it's it's about identifying, and that that feeling of, of gratefulness you might be grateful for children. Someone may have just got a new pet, new job. Compassion for um, an elderly person, your husband, your wife, your children, anything. Just generate that lovely feeling. <laughs> And stay there now for a few minutes. And the key is that this feeling needs to be as sincere and heartfelt as possible. The quality of this feeling fine tunes and optimizes coherence between your heart and your brain. Everyone is, is capable of evoking a feeling, but you may have to experiment to find the one that works best for you. So in summary, <clears throat> Our conscious thoughts and our feelings from our hearts are the strongest generator of electrical and magnetic fields in our body. 
If we can change to operate from our hearts, we can literally change the stuff that we and our world is made of. Our thoughts and our feelings from our human heart is created to be the generator of power to create. That simple process, you know, is it seems uh, maybe seems long the first time, but as you set your heart uh, to to do this, just breathe. I just say to people, just breathe. Sit down and just breathe. And it's it's not just to think happy thoughts. That's part of it. But come into that place where you recognize what gratitude feels like, what love, compassion feels like. And it can be for, for anything, but it actually positions you into the most powerful place that you can be to actually co-create with God. And that's what we do in our intention, in our intention. I, I love this. Um, again, what we're seeing is that throughout the world, I would, you know, I can't put a number on it, but there are so many people who never thought of meditating, never thought of doing this, you know, getting centered, that are stepping into it more and more. And there are even more and more people stepping up to teach it, as, you know, you just did. Uh, my wife does it as well. Um, and, and uh, you know, and I'll do it during our Sunday mornings. You know, we start off that way. And you'll hear me occasionally say, you know, let's Let's just take some deep breaths because we need to rest. And for me, the rest is get that centeredness. It's just getting into that place of love where you're yeah. into the Father's heart and into his into his uh, arms, you know. So uh, we do need to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Wow! With so many awesome ways to grow in the transformation of your body, soul, and spirit, reconnecting with God, the heavens, and yourself through breathing? Let's get started. You can find Adina's Emerging Course series on breathing transformation at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Why wait? All right, I'm back with Helen. And Helen, again, just so wonderful. You know, if, uh, you know, I start most of my days off that way. I have my little tabernacle out in outside and it can be pretty cold out there sometimes. So I, that breathing really helps me just get into the place of rest, even though it's it's cold out. And it's actually quite exhilarating just to get yourself centered into that place, you know, um, where you're working from peace and rest and love. And, you know, sometimes, well, I don't think sometimes, I just think it'd be very beneficial to do that multiple times throughout the day. Just stop, get yourself centered, and yeah. then walk out from that place because yeah. the world tends to kind of pull us out of that place, but we have the choice and the power to step back in. So it's really good. Thank you. Well, here's the thing on it too. Uh, like uh, there's there's science there's measurable statistics to this, and and it's fabulous yeah. that that setting your heart into this coherence actually lasts up to six hours or more after you've engaged in just those few minutes. So we do have the everybody's got five minutes. Hide in the bathroom for yeah. five minutes, you know, right? Uh, right. <laughs> and, and then come back out, and uh, and it and it also just doing this triggers healing hormones. We are yeah. actually created. We are the technology to be healthy, wealthy, wise, and in love. We are. We're it, and mm -hmm. it comes from within. Not we don't have to go exactly. look exactly. 
medicines and I'm not I'm not poo-pooing it by the way medicine or doctors or anything I'm just saying that isn't how we're created we are actually created yeah. in divine life yeah and, scripture uh, even says you know heal thyself and uh that that I think really you're you're right in in line with that because uh uh you know I think the courts of heaven did a massive massive amount for me in my own healing my own journey but also just the the meditations of getting into that place of peace and rest and learning to love myself well uh i I was just thinking about it the other day um for you know i guess it's been four and a half years and i've been minorly sick three times to where before i would be sick three or four times a year and i'd be sick for one to three weeks um, you know, you can ask my wife, she, she felt like I was sick all the time and, and I kind of felt like it sometimes, but, but now, uh, I think it's been a year and a half that I haven't been sick at all. And, wow. um, you know, a lot of that just comes from getting centered into that place of peace and rest and your body will do the rest. It will heal itself in, in most cases. Well, yeah, we're created to, right? This isn't to bring, yeah. this is to bring hope, not condemnation. Uh, because right, we right. we are created to to heal ourselves, uh, it and it and it does take time. There are there are actual uh, medicineless hospitals in China, for instance, that by by using uh, the power of intention toward a, a situation or um, an illness, uh, they heal people very rapidly. Uh, there's a, a one particular. Uh, YouTube that I like to see it's from Greg Braden and it shows a woman with bladder cancer being healed in less than three minutes by the practitioners and, they, <laughs> and you can watch it on the um, screens they have that they have set up wow. in the hospital and you watch the <laughs> now the it, uh, my background I would I was told things like that are new age and yeah. uh, not Ooh. not acceptable not Christian stay away the devil's in it well, right. somehow I, I um, have crawled out of that one. <laughs> Not kicking <laughs> either, by the way. Um, and um, yeah, I just see things differently. I, as I studied this, our heart, you know, our heart is capable of intuition beyond what we even understand. Uh, uh, there's a an experiment that was done showing people uh, cards, like they have people hooked up, right, wired for sound, as it were, and they showed them their 48 pictures, and every picture evoked some kind of emotion, happiness, fear, disgust, whatever. And, and so they would register the, from the heart what these people were looking at. But then they realized that uh, the heart was so intuitive, the heart reacted six or nine seconds before the image came the heart interesting actually, yeah well you want to talk remote viewing we can do that too right <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, go ahead it's just so incredible uh, you know you use remote viewing you, we use these language we're starting as christians we're starting to pick up some of the language that the the world the occult the new age has used um and and just understand that we're capable of walking in this stuff and we're created to walk in this stuff it's not yeah. been something that's supposed to be taboo that we're never supposed to touch but rather you know we're created for this and we've just been limiting ourselves by our own limiting beliefs and to break out of some of these boxes and start walking in what you're talking about is is incredible yeah. it's beautiful 
I'm actually part of a study group in remote viewing, and it's <clears throat> over the top. Interesting. Okay. Wow. We, uh, yeah, it's for another day, right? Another day, another time. Um, so we've all, how much time do we have? Because I really... We're about halfway through the hour. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll just motor. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the importance of intention. I'm glad we, we uh, established the importance of our heart. Uh, because yeah. to me, without, without that, it's sort of the... That's, that's who God is. He's love, yeah. and and if our it's not if our heart is that that uh, organ that is spiritually and physically made so that we can actually release things from our heart, not just our head, and we we can think good thoughts because and we know that as a man thinks, but it's in his heart, so is he, and so we've got it. We're pulling it all together, realizing how important our heart is 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 paramount it's just absolutely paramount yeah. and yeah. so if we have a, an intention for instance that we're that we are um believing for in the in the past and i i actually have the the scripture written down do you mind if if uh we use other books other than the bible as well gil I think we've made it pretty clear that uh, we're we're extra biblical. We're not um, <clears throat> we're not limited by the Bible. Understanding that Father has given so much to so many people outside of the Bible, that we're really missing out if we're not looking to see where God's put Himself into other places. So yeah, go ahead. And other people, exactly. Well, the, the thing is, um, uh, the word Scripture means inspired writings. That's all. Uh, it, it just yeah. seems it just seems uh, simple. I've been inspired by uh, things my children have written. I came across a thing I wrote. My my youngest daughter wrote uh, in school, and I I just um, wrote it for my office. It sh she wrote, "Conversation flows with ease when tidbits of protected past gets hugged." Wow, <laughs> like, I think that she was, she was way before her time. Uh, that to me is an inspired writing that's an inspired yeah writing. yeah and, I, and i'll just throw it out there you know we we've talked a lot about you know taking down the walls between sacred and secular uh that was just the beginning and if we can actually understand you know that science religion uh arts uh, so all of this all of this is is sacred uh now are some of the people and some of the things that are in it and what's coming out of it all sacred maybe not but to understand that we can find God in all those places as he is revealing himself and people are listening and it's just coming from within. It's just beautiful, beautiful things that we're missing out on. Even the science, that science is not ungodly. It's only ungodly when we're trying to take God out of it. And science actually is putting God in uh, into it, recognizing that he's embedded in every cell of our bodies. Uh, Amen. It, <laughs> There's so much. Absolutely. So much. Anyway, we know this scripture, right? It said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto, don't you love that? Hitherto, <laughs> you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy be made full. Well, we know that. We know that uh, by heart. I, I read it so I didn't mess it up. But uh, 
it, when the the Dead Sea Scrolls and the and the uh, um, ancient texts were found in the Nagamadi Library in I think it was 1945 ish, there was a book called the Gospel of Thomas, uh, which isn't part of our our Bible, but what it is, it's a it's an ancient recording. Thomas wrote the sayings of Jesus, so it it, it didn't hit the main text for whatever reason, but it was Jesus. It's too mystical. Uh, it was well it was mystical in a way but you know what else it did is it filled in the gaps of what was taken out of the text that was published so yeah. this is what that same verse is written in the Aramaic okay. in the Nagamadi uh, library and it says all things that you seek that that you sorry all things that you ask straightly directly from inside my name you will be given. So far, you haven't done this. Ask without hidden motive. Be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by your desire, and your gladness will be made full. <laughs> That's a whole lot more That's than so good. Yeah, and but you know what? What this this was as well is the um, the pattern and the understanding of how to send an intention, uh, how, how intention beca can become a mode of prayer and how it actually works. It's the how to of ask and you shall receive. So when, it, when you break it down, first of all, ask from inside my name. We know his name, Yod, Hey, Bob, Hey, Lion, Eagle, Ox, man, north, south, east, west. We, we, we know, we know that. And so when it says, ask from inside my name, that's a huge topic, isn't it? That, that is a huge study yeah, all yeah. to itself. It isn't just saying in the name of Jesus and, and carry on. So right. he says, ask from inside my name. So your intent needs to be clear and it needs to be in line with his, with his name because yeah. there's intention in evil right there are people that have evil intent they they want to kill murder destroy and and that's not that isn't our lord but if you stand inside him and you form your intention for uh, what he stands for and and represents that's where we're to be asking from and it says and ask without hidden motive. So that means make it clear so that it's not you that are planning what to do. It's the Lord's plan in it. It's without your motive. And one thing we, we learn about heart-brain coherence is our heart does not, when you're operating out of your heart, you're not out operating out of judgment and you're not operating yeah. out of ego. So when you don't operate out of uh, uh, ego and, and uh, judgment, your intention for somebody is pure. It's not how you want to do it. And we have for years, uh, I, no, I'll just say my, this is my bad, my guilt. I have for years been in, in meetings where we've told God what to do. Oh, we yeah. want this done by this date. This is how, and by the way, this is why, just in case he wasn't paying attention. And we would we would pray that way, and then the yeah. next week we'd come back 
And if he hadn't done what we had told him to do, we'd do it again. So, right, right. So those you know, are hidden motives. And, and such right. a contrast from learning to, and what, you know, what we've always taught, well, not always, but once we got into this movement and began to encounter Father for ourselves, just realizing, man, you, you know, you may have some good thoughts, you may have some good ideas, but take it and submit it all to the Father and say, Father, what are you doing? So that you can see what he's doing, because how often were we praying against the will of God in the past because we never went to see what he was really doing? Um, so many t I, I would say a good majority of the time we were probably praying against his will. Eh, that, that may be an overstatement, but a lot of times we definitely were praying against his will because we just weren't. We wanted what we wanted versus asking him what he was doing and you know what he wanted in the situation because there may have been other bigger picture things that were going on that we weren't aware of and because we were just going off of what we thought was right we you know would just try to get our way yeah. and wasn't the right thing to do that's you're absolutely 100 percent because we used to think if it was a good idea it was a god idea and uh, and not necessarily so yeah. But the next point in from the Gospel of Thomas, we're, we're asking without a hidden motive. And then it says to be surrounded by your answer. So that says to me that if we're intending for something, we're intending for the answer, not the process. So if you're praying for something that you don't have, then you won't have it because the intention is that you will have it sometime. But if you pray the thing, the answer, then the answer can come to you. Am I making any sense? I um, think so. I think so. Okay. I'm, I got another question percolating, but I don't want to give it yet. I don't want to put it out there yet. Okay. So say so, that part again. Use a little bit different language. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. If, if, you, if you need it to rain today, like your crops are drying, you're a farmer. Yeah. You're not going to pray for rain. Because that says, I don't have rain. You're going to yeah. pray rain. Yeah. You're going to pray rain, not for it. So I know it's subtle. Go ahead. But what the next thing is, be enveloped by your desire. So when you pray rain, not for rain, but rain, then you're mm -hmm. going to feel what it feels like when you're when when you bring this to the Lord. You're going to feel it. You're going to. It's like your 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 whole being is. In, involved in it raining and you can yes you can taste it you can uh feel it on your face you can get drenched in your clothes you know it's happening yeah so that's different than praying for rain because now you're praying from the answer not from the, yes. the problem you know and and i guess you're what you're talking about is uh again some things that we kind of practice at the immersion retreats in this, but but I, I would say that you're you're doing a good job of explaining it and teaching it to where for me personally I've not felt like I've had the greatest words to express it or teach it so someone else can grasp it and I think that's the challenge that we're in because so many have not been able to engage with it that they don't know how they hear it and there's and I think there's been a lot of people throughout all the ages that have been able to step into that and be effective in it. Um, but it's one of those things that's definitely caught more than it's taught 
And I think if a person's heart and desire are open to it and they're heading that way, that that spiritual door is going to open up to them as they continue to pursue it. Because it, it, it is, a, it's, like you said, it's very subtle, but massively life-changing in the results. Um, and so, you know, I, I've been able to apply that in a lot of different areas. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's one of those life-changing things that uh, it's like, man, you, if people could get this, it, it could be life-changing. And, you know, it, it's powerful. Um, do you have more on that? Well, the the final the final uh, how to in in okay. Gospel of let's, Thomas. Let's hold that. Yeah, let's hold that, and, and we'll we'll do it right after the break. The final how to. So okay. stay tuned. We'll be back right right after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, I'm back with Helen, and uh, she's going to bring us the final portion of this, uh, of this, the, the layout, I guess, of an okay. intent. So go well, ahead. Well, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, this is not the how-tos of intention. This is the why of, okay. Of, okay. of what we do. It's not how we do it, although the hows are wrapped up in it, I realize. <laughs> uh, but the, the final point is that, you know, when you're in, enveloped by your desire, you can you can you can feel not just you can see in your mind that the the rain is falling on your crops you can feel it on your skin your boots are getting uh stuck in the mud that whole thing so that that is really important when mm -hmm. when we are believing for something to actually see it as done not uh, because god has a way of doing it that if we will rest in him it will be done and he'll yeah. or, he'll do everything to organize that. But the last one is that it says in in the Gospel of Thomas that your gladness be made full, that you come to that place of uh, receiving of gratitude. Gratitude is the most powerful um, force. It it uh, I've got a thing here. It says gratitude is the energetic state of having already manifested what you're believing for. That's what gratitude does. It has the it's a it's it's an energy. It's a state. It's a frequency that takes your um, uh, what you, what it is that you're you're praying for, regardless of what it is, person, place, or thing. And it brings the answer to you. That's what it yeah. does. It, yeah. Okay. That's so good. And you had a question. 
Okay, so I actually have a couple different things. Um, <clears throat> the, the one I shared with you on the break, I'm actually going to skip it and we'll come back to it if we have time. Uh, so a question that I'll throw out is, is how does one keep their own desire, you know, in this process from becoming an idol? Because, you know, scripture says, you know, father says in scripture that, um, you know, if, if we have an, if we come to him with an idol in our heart, yeah. he'll give it to us. Yeah. And it may not be the best thing for us, yeah. but he'll give it to us if we come to him with an idol in the heart. Yeah. So how, what would you say to that? Yeah. And I'm not uh, trying to stump you. I'm just, you know, for no, people that are thinking the same is, thoughts. No, this isn't stumping me at all because um, I, you know, that is something we all have to deal with. I define idol as something. Um, my, I'm holding up my pen here. Anything that blocks me from seeing, seeing him completely. Yes. It can be yeah. anything, right? That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, um, it doesn't have to be good or bad. It can just be something and you don't even know right. what it is. Yeah. You know, so, it's not that I'm not going to hell because I'm really <laughs> holding up. Right, right, right. And it's uh, to me, it's not a salvation issue anyway. No. That's all taken care of already. But so and what I think of is, um, you know, I could have a desire that doesn't really line up with the good of everyone around me. Right. And and so and if I hold that desire so strongly that I go to the father and I'm more intent on getting my own desire than I am seeing what he's doing, yeah. that's where it becomes an issue. That's where it becomes that idol. Like you said, it's standing in the way between me and father of me seeing what he's actually doing. Sure. So rather than doing that, this this has been what I've learned to do. It's it's um, if I realize that I've got a desire in my heart and it's pretty pretty strong, you know, I I would even call it for myself. I I can kind of tell when a desire might be a little bit out of control, <laughs> yeah. and and so I'll take that to the Father and I'll just say, okay, Father, this is my desire. I recognize this is my desire, right. um, but I I'm submitting it to you. Here's right. my desire. I want. You know, I'm looking for this. I want this. I, this is what I'm hoping for. This is what my desire is set on. Right. And um, this is what I'm asking for, that this would come to pass. Right. But, 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 but I am willing to lay this down in light of what you want if it's out of line. And so right. that's usually a conversation that I have with Father on occasion when I realize I've got a desire that could be out of line. I think those are great conversations that we, ha we have, we need to have because... Uh, we get to know him better. He, he, you know, inputs our life. Um, but the modality of intention sorts that out because yeah. the, the way that, um, that, that our experiment in intention was actually uh, taken right out of Lynn McTaggart's book, modified just a little bit because we, uh, we always have the plumb plum line of, of Christ consciousness and, and instead of using terms like the field or the source for Yahweh, for God, we use the term God. We're always in our, in our setting up an intention until the, the, the releasing it to him is, all, is always Christ consciousness. Um, so intentions, this, this model for intentions is that when you're believing for something, 
like you just said that if if you're believing for uh something you don't know if it's his will or you're you've got more of you in it than than him um yeah. i just uh, uh until it becomes an intention it's not an intention when it's when it becomes an <laughs> am i am i okay with that are, are you okay with that that the intention needs to be clear habakkuk 2 2 stand on the rampart and see yeah. and write the vision clearly so those who see it can run with it and the vision might not be for right now but wait for it it will surely come that's actually the intention model so you take your um your intention make it clear and make it uh, as it you know as it uh, said in the gospel of thomas you're standing inside your name um, and ask without hidden motive. So sort that out before you scribe, write the vision down, scribe your intention. And then when you scribe the intention, it becomes very clear. So that's part of the intention process. Number one, you're going to scribe clearly and concisely. And we, we also say measurably what the intention is that you're believing for yeah, uh, yeah. and and without hidden motives so you have to deal with those hidden motives uh personally yeah so you know and i'm and I'm, again i'm just there's a lot my mind's going a lot of different direction um but just using the same analogy as the rain if uh if, you know if a farmer needs rain and he's praying for rain and he's entering into this process um how does that farmer know that he's not praying against the will of the father and and i bring this up because i'm, I'm thinking specifically of abraham and his his uh children who were having a famine and you know i believe god was specifically designing the famine so they'd have to go to egypt and they'd find their brother who was ruling second in command in egypt and that whole scenario that played out after that yeah. so here's a Here's a plan that the father's putting together and it requires that they don't have rain. Yeah. Uh, you know, so those are things where, and then I look at Jesus. Jesus never did anything unless he went to the father to see his father doing it. Uh, so if he didn't see his father doing it, then he, he, he didn't do it. Well, that's the key. That's the whole key. Yeah. If you see your father doing it, you know, it's his will. You don't have yes. to. Uh, do the mental gymnastics into the future to see if it's going to match the past to like, then it just gets really crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we have the luxury of looking at Abraham from thousands of miles away, you know? Uh, right. Right. Uh, but so when, when you go into, and it says Jesus went into the mountain to pray. So there's that place where we know where that is. Many, we mm -hmm. know we know that mountain, don't we? Mm -hmm. And we can see. So when you do that, that's the same as standing on the rampart, Habakkuk 2, 2, and seeing. When you there see you it, it, it is the vision. It's good. And we can actually stop arguing there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It is, it, it, that's it. Yeah, because that's what the father's doing. It's yeah. like game over. <laughs> so, how exciting is that right because now we can be enveloped by the answer we can yeah. you know that the father wants it you can start feeling the rain you can you'll put on your rubber boots because uh there's going to be mud you know 
And right. <laughs> you, no, really. And you can. Yeah, and, yeah. And you just know being and then you become excited. You become enveloped by your desire. So in our intention experiments, that's what we did. We we would write uh, as a group, we would write the intention uh, knowing that this was the intention. Uh, if, if it was for uh, somebody's healing, some uh, mm -hmm. uh, for, for their health in some way, we would we found it best if that person was in agreement. Like, can oh, yeah. can we do this into intention with you? And yeah. that and and like it was outstanding. Or if it was a parent standing um, for the, for their child, we have one lady whose son is is um, handicapped, and so we've been standing for different things for him, and he doesn't have the mental capacity to completely understand. But when we intend, it happens for him. It's it's crazy. It's it's beautiful, beautiful. Yes. So when you when you when you have an intention as a group. Uh, you know, say there's five, six of you. I call them God squads. That's what what uh, we've we've got are these God squads <laughs> but that write an intention, and then when you release an intention because it's coming from your heart, and because you're enveloped by the by your desire that that you know that it's God in the middle of it, then you send it out. But when you send a, out an intention, it's very slow. The frequency is very slow, right? It's words, it's thoughts, probably one of the slowest frequency. But when you add your thoughts of love and gratitude and you see it, you're enveloped by the desire. You get excited because you see the answer. You're not saying anything, by the way. You've written your intention. You've sent it out. And then you see it happen. It starts changing the frequency from wave to matter. That's how we create out of the, what we that think is, is so space, good. But it's that, not. That's it's a, that's actually really good. I like that. I like that. And <laughs> then when you when you set your gratitude because you're so excited, and and you and and, and you establish that gratitude, that gratitude pro propels the answer <clears throat> and whatever it is, um, yeah, to you. That's, that's so how good. intention works. We haven't gone too much into the how-tos of it, but it's it's a very exciting process. Well, program. when this airs, um, uh, I, I, I encourage you to, to watch it because there's probably going to be some people putting some questions on YouTube and Facebook that mm -hmm. are going to, you know, uh, maybe maybe lead to some other encounters with you if, if you want. And then uh, we could also get you scheduled for a follow-up to get a little bit deeper into this, because I, I think um, a lot of people are going to want to want to know. So uh, the how to's, because this is important, you, you know, and the one question I didn't get to bring up and actually I'm not going to because it'll leave a lot of people with questions in their mind uh, and we won't be able to have time to answer them. Yeah. So so that's another reason to have you back on again. So we'll, we'll have to schedule uh, sooner than later, another one to follow up with this so that we can, um, dive into some of the others, but I actually want to wait cause it's only going to be a couple of weeks before this airs. And when we, uh, I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening, write your questions, put your questions down in the YouTube areas or Facebook, um, so that we can see those questions. That way, when we do a follow up, uh, we'll, we'll know what to address to help people understand this better. Cause it's good. It's really good stuff. Thank you, Helen.
No, thank you. I, I actually, uh, a few weeks ago, I had, had taught this and then a number of people wanted to start their God squads. And uh, so I did put together a workshop that that oh, uh, uh, is um, uh, that seemed to be very helpful. Uh, it's okay. the how to's, right? It's the uh, yeah. Well, maybe know. that's the route we'll go. Um, so you have this online somewhere? We did it. Uh, no, no, I did it in person. I did a Zoom. There was about, I don't know, 20 or so of us uh, and just did it online as people had responded to a teaching. So okay. I, that's what we did. Well, we'll but talk was, more about that. It was a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that to figure out how uh, people can get connected, uh, get connected with you. So it's good stuff. Really good stuff. It's very so good. Helen, uh, again, just uh, love you, honor you, just uh, good stuff. I mean, pure heart. I, I love that. So um, I just pray that everybody listening gets a chance to uh, uh, get connected with you. And do you have time to do a behind the scenes? Sure. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, then I'm just going to say to everybody, if you want to see the behind the scenes, maybe maybe we'll be able to dig into a little bit of that. Um uh, if you want to get on the behind the scenes, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com. Go to our easy button tab, and underneath the easy button tab should be a direct link to behind the scenes. So um, looking forward to seeing you all there. And Helen, again, thank you so much for everything. And we will uh, see you all next time. God bless. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.